folks, welcome to another episode of Damn It Presents, another podcast with me, your host, Phil Morton. How are you doing? Hope everyone is well. My apologies, I haven't done one of these podcasts for the last couple of weeks. I've pretty much just been super stressed. My work has started up again. I'm doing a kind of collection and delivery stuff with the bar I work in, and it, it's just been a lot to get my head around. So unfortunately, I had to miss a, a couple of weeks off the podcast, but hopefully now I should be in a bit more of a routine. I'm kind of thinking maybe the episodes might not be weekly, might be every two weeks, but I am going to try and keep this updated uh, as regularly as possible and not miss any longer than a couple of weeks where I can. As normal, you can like, subscribe, follow, do whatever you like. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the regular uh, streaming platforms that you get your podcast. There's a donation link for PayPal in the bio. If you wish to donate to me, I'm still trying to to sort out this whole recording process and buy some new equipment. So that would be great if possible. Other than the, the work sort of thing, I haven't been up to terribly much. I've just been working, working, working. Some of you might know I, I play in a band called O-Rain. We've been recording a bunch of stuff over over the internet, and we're going to do a, a kind of acoustic EP, uh, which should be coming out pretty soon. We're just starting to mix that, so look out for that if you're interested. If you've not heard us, check us out. We're on Bandcamp, Spotify, the usual places. Yeah, cool. This week on the show, we have Phoebe and Rich from Happy Accidents, an amazing indie poppy punky band from down south i've been a, a big fan of them for a long long time had the pleasure of putting them on last year they've been a band for so so long they started in 2013 and they are absolute troopers in the scene they brought all a great album in 2018 it was everything but the here and now is blissful should definitely give it a listen they've got their new album sprawling coming out today so you should go give that a listen they are now doing everything all by themselves they're releasing it by themselves marketing from it by themselves give it a listen it is brilliant so enjoy enjoy this conversation have a wonderful time I've been working kind of just like full time. Um, so kind of the weekends definitely feel more like weekends. Like I can feel the difference. I'm going to pass to Rich now. <laughs> We're sharing a mic so it's like black and forth. <laughs> but um, so I am not working at the moment. I had, I, I do recording for work now. Yeah. But the studio that mainly gives me most of my work is closed. They closed in like March. So I had a bit of time where I was really busy working on like mixing stuff at home and then recently that's kind of slowed down a little bit now so i'm kind of just waiting for everything to kick off again how about you normality to absolutely actually resume 
Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat where I, I went, what, two months off of not working at all. And uh, we're, we're slowly starting to open again. I mean, like my uh, block the bar working is open now for deliveries and takeaway. So oh, it's a much cool. different environment and it's um it's still quite troubling times on you know can can we make enough to actually survive and and pay the bills but you got yeah, you got to stay optimistic i'm i'm sure it's kind of a similar sort of thing for um for working in a studio apart from obviously you, you don't sell food but <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's kind of hoping for the best that at the end of it you can resume back to normality studios that sell food are like the best studios though aren't they we should do that i don't know i don't know many studios that sell food but i guess that's besides the point (laughs) yeah i think so i'm just um i'm kind of waiting until people can track again i've kind of had i feel like initially everyone was like really excited about doing home recording and now everyone's just like all right we're just gonna wait till this is over and start planning for when we can be in a room with our friends again yeah, I think it's like at the start of lockdown, especially everyone had all these aspirations of new things they can pick up and we're going to do loads of recording and a million people like myself started things like podcasts and, and did stuff you like start, that. But did you start during lockdown as well? I, I did, the- yeah. I, oh, I'm, cool. I'm another one in a million. I, I had the idea for quite a long time. It's just I finally had time to to actually do it. That's kind of nice though. I like that when you actually finally do something that feels probably quite satisfying. Yeah, as opposed to just lying in bed all day and uh, wasting, wasting that's every a, waking minute. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like usually in my day to day, I like there's never a day where I can do nothing and feel okay about it. Like, I'm always supposed to be doing something else. Recently, this has made me extremely like lying around has lost all its novelty. Yeah, and it's only been about three weeks where I've not had work or whatever. But no, I've realised I like being busy. I think. Like it's taken me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> I've I found out very quickly that there's only so many computer games you can play until you might <laughs> actually get a bit of fatigue from staring at a screen. I'm really bad at computer games. Like I play them for like two weeks and then I lose interest. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just bad at them as well. For uh, folks that might not know that are listening, uh, do you fancy doing a wee maybe we brief introduction of of happy accidents, who you are, maybe how you started, and I know you've been a band for for a long long time now so so maybe how long you you've been together and and sort of progression up to now god it has been a long time isn't it um we are rich and phoebe um we met when we were living in southampton when we were at uni and we started playing this is in 2013 i think we started practicing as happy accidents because we were doing i was doing solo stuff beforehand and then um I met Phoebe through that because we had a mutual friend that was keen on like doing a like a actual band of the solo stuff. So we started doing that, and then after that, kind of got really boring because solo stuff is a bit rubbish. <laughs> we started a proper band, <laughs> and yeah, I guess we started off in Southampton. Then when we moved to London, not long after that, and we just kept going. I guess we've done two records. I know you both are kind of like the two core members. Has has there been a sort of steady lineup for Happy Accidents? I know that the new album you just recorded the the sort of the two of you, didn't you? Yeah. So um, the there was a a, a core lineup for very a lot, pretty much until last year. We were in the band with Neil, who's my brother, 
And it's been the three of us for literally up until last year from that was the original three. So it's only because of, as of last year, Neil decided that he wanted to stop using all his leave and spare time with us and start spending it <laughs> like actually having a life outside of the band. And so since then, we've kind of, um, we just decided rather than get a new person in and try and figure out all the details of that, we just spend a bit of time as the two of us yeah and just make a record the two of us and then figure out from there how we're going to do it live and thankfully like we have loads of mates in bands it's not it's not been hard to find people to play the shows however the shows have now been cancelled so (laughs) as as folk get older i guess you can you can see why people kind of drop out of bands and playing in bands because it it, i don't think folks really realize how big a commitment it can be when uh, you'll know yourselves as as a touring band especially for what the last seven years of its 2013 um you started how much time and effort goes into not just the recording but the touring because if you've got full-time jobs and i mean so you cut out for, for most people out there it's it, touring like isn't their isn't their primary job you can see why folk are like i don't want to waste every last bit of my annual leave on being yeah. in a band and making money I'm not no even sure for, I realised how much of a commitment it was when I first sort of got in a band with Rich. <laughs> um, yeah, it is a lot of annual leave. I feel like I spent my days kind of making sure I could milk as much annual leave as possible. Like I used to take half days and then work the other half yeah. so that I ended up really spreading out the leave if I could, like over the weekend or whatever, if it was at all. Um, but yeah, it's been fun though. But it is, yeah, it totally is a commitment. I think work people either think like, it's a tiny hobby or people who don't know me are like, oh, is that your main source of living? It's either one or the yeah. other. Um, yeah, but it can be in the middle, I guess. Where does the kind of, I guess, drive then come from to make you want to keep doing it? I mean, when you get home, you're just home doing your, your 905s, Rich. You obviously work the studio work. Uh, Phoebe, I cannot remember for the life of me what it is you do outside of music. But what what keeps you then focused on wanting to do the band when it when it kind of sucks up so much of the the spare time? Um, I think for a long time I didn't have anything else in my life that I really cared about aside from the music. I felt yeah. like I was just trying to like organize my life so that I could do as much of that as possible. So it was never like I think, and nowadays all my friends are pretty much people that I've met through bands. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess now I've I kind of split my attention between like now that I do work that I like and that feels like it's something that I'm trying to like give momentum of its own. Now I kind of split between like band stuff and that stuff. But it used to be just like trying to figure out how to make band stuff work all the time. And it was so it was never like a sacrifice. It was like this is absolutely everything I want to be doing. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's a it's a passion. It's something. Yeah. Like- and I think that is that's not always like the best thing either, because I think it puts so much pressure on it, or it made it less fun because everything felt like it was hanging on it. Which, in reality, like given how small that band is, was quite ludicrous. Like it, it could have just been fun the whole time. Yeah. So now, now I feel like I've got more perspective. I guess there's more of like a balance, but it's still, it's still fun and i mean like still my favorite thing to do i think 
Yeah, I was so stoked to get like playing shows because we'd had like a year off pretty much. And I was like, I can't wait. And then it obviously all this happened pretty much as we were about to play Manchester Punk Fest, which was pretty much in the middle of the lockdown. But yeah, I've always kind of just luckily had just about enough annual leave and a bit of unpaid leave if I want it to kind of do all the tours I wanted to. I never think, I, I don't think we've ever had to turn anything down that we were like, wow, this would have been great to do, but yeah, we just can't do it. Oh uh, yeah, so Neil did once and that's when we played with Fresh. Yeah, yeah. Like in, in December. So someone just came, came along, Tom Baker, our friend, came along and played bass with us. And I'm so glad we did that tour because I think we became better friends with Fresh. It was a long time ago now. Yeah. It might have been like 2016, end of, yeah. Do you think there is a, a pressure to to stay active, especially um, kind of at the level where you are, that if you were to, to stop touring, you don't want people to kind of, uh, for the shows to dry up or forget about you? Is there this sort of pressure that you, you need to home at? So sometimes it's kind of, do, do I really want to tour, but I feel like I have to? Or is that, is that fashion like still there? Oh, I mean, we haven't we haven't done anything for a year. So um, I think at the time that we stopped, I felt a little bit of that. And then I've, I think that's what we're fighting at the moment to some degree. Like, I think we're putting out music now, knowing that we can't play shows, knowing that this tour that we booked isn't going to happen and wondering if anyone still really remembers who we are. Because... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just one of those things, I think. I don't think I thought about whether anyone would forget us at the time. I don't think people are forgetting us. Like, the campaign's going well, but it is at the back of my mind. So it's not changing our actions, but I'm definitely thinking about it to some degree. I definitely don't like... I think I used to like compare myself to what other bands in the scene were doing, and I was like, we need to do this and this and this and apply for this and make, you know, all that stuff. But I think having had the break, I just feel like we've, we've always done everything sort of of our own accord and kind of like, yeah... I don't know. It feels kind of like good. I don't feel any pressure. I guess that's what I'm saying. I guess having a break can be good as well because being a band of the DIY scene, you really do do everything for yourself. I mean, when it comes to, uh, I know you've had the change recently from from Alcopops, you're doing a lot of the marketing yourself, but when it comes to like tour booking and recording and practicing, I mean, all, all these things do take a lot of time and effort, especially if, like, booking tours. I mean, you're constantly just waiting on on hearing back from people and being like, please, please, can we play shows or or whatever? And yeah, definitely. It's quite nice to have a wee, maybe a wee a wee breather for for the last year. I've, yeah, <laughs> I've only, right now. I've literally only just started booking tours. Now that it's like I do the easy bit now. Now that it's just like hitting up a bunch of people that you know in person, it will probably yeah. give you a, a show. That's where I stand in. But it went back in the day when it was like emailing i mean even trying to Phoebes did the america thing that we did last year where it was just like mm-hmm. cold not cold calling but whatever the email equivalent of that is strangers that have never heard of you and you're just being like we're a british band that sound like this can you <laughs> give us a chance and i'll forever be like grateful that there's a similar scene in every city every like place all over the world it seems like there's always someone that we like sure you seem cool you're on (laughs) I'll put you on I can pay you this much and put you on my floor for the night and it's like kind of special that that is a thing and hopefully that will still be a thing at some point for for being a band for so long and touring so many different places do do you find that that the sort of DIY sense of community no matter where you go is 
got the sort of same work ethic? Yeah, I think so. To varying degrees, I guess. Um, in the UK, I would say it's it's pretty consistent. Some places, especially in Europe, it varies wildly. Where sometimes it's uh, sometimes you play shows and you're like, this is the German equivalent of what we have back home, and it's great. And other times, yeah. we you play in a squat where people are just getting pissed and anyone could be playing. And it's like, well, this is his own thing, which is also fine. <laughs> but it's not necessarily like part of the same ethos, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You played somewhere that like it was it was like a German squat, I think, but someone was just getting a face tattoo in the background. Like <laughs> it was like quite intense. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> what like mid set? Just yeah, just like a proper I think it was just it must have been a stick and poke, but like it was pretty like unhygienic area i'd say but you never know it's fine i'm sure it was fine i remember going to a fest in berlin and i went to the bar and the guy i don't i don't think the guy even said a word i think he just sort of mumbled beer was not <laughs> like he was he had a beer in his hand he was smoking a cigarette without touching it whilst also opening our beers and i was like what is going on here that's some skills i'm into that. I, I was impressed <laughs> um unfortunately i can't take that on to to my work here i think i get fired instantly it's funny because sometimes we like see people that look a bit like people from the uk scene and we're just like that's french this person that's german this person <laughs> like the equivalent like same energy same vibe it's great but yeah you do feel like really well looked after and we've had some very strange memories that i will treasure <laughs> and probably won't ever speak of again <laughs> <laughs> and some that you just wish to forget yeah it's good it's, it's interesting that you like I don't I don't feel like a band that's been playing forever if you know what I mean I think I still think of ourselves as like scrappy newcomers <laughs> <laughs> which is clearly not the case because it's like our third record I was gonna say your your last record came out two years ago everything but here and now and yeah it's a new record coming out end of this month I believe mm-hmm. obviously there's been some changes I read that you've sort of left Alcopop you're doing everything yourself now has there been a big change in the way you write do you feel like a rejuvenation like you're saying there you, you, you still kind of feel like a new band now that you're sort of producing yourself recording yourself marketing do, do you feel a bit more of a a rebirth in the band almost when it's been this long is there is there a change to that process yeah absolutely i think i think a big part of why we wanted to make the changes that we've made and i don't necessarily that i think when you lay it all out that cut they feel like bigger changes than in reality that they actually are but i don't know the idea of just doing the same thing like going through the motions again kind of didn't excite at least me anymore like it was a core opportunity to especially like the making our own record was the main thing because i feel like for me i'm so into the process of making the stuff mm-hmm. that the release is almost like it's almost a shame <laughs> yeah. it's not like i don't know it's just not i think where i get most of my joy from it is in the process and when it's done it's kind of like my favorite bit is behind me so i think i was really excited to like only have the two of us in the studio in control of like everything if you know what i mean we did it in our own time we like did it in bits and pieces um whenever we actually felt like doing it as opposed to like the other times we we went to leeds to record and it was an intense 
like week plus and we were away from home and it was a lot and this time it felt like we were just even working on the record because we live together and we're the only two people who were going to be recording it it was just like it was just the two of us working out the songs together having fun go to the studio be creative have fun and now releasing it it's just like the two of us and we're figuring things out and when there's no big process and we're kind of changing things as we see fit and we're super flexible we don't need to run things past anybody if we change we brought the record forward a week like five days before the first single came out just because we could (laughs) and it made sense and it was fun and i don't know it's kind of um it feels like a good way of doing it to me at least it's made it interesting from a process point of view would you say babes yeah you pretty much covered everything i mean it's just been a like no it's a good thing because i I don't want to have to talk too much (laughs) but it's like um I guess it's been a nice organic process and like even you recounting that whole thing I was like oh yeah we just just took it all into our own hands and kind of just like went for it and yeah I I feel like I definitely struggle more with like we're going in to the studio to make a record we've got this much time that we're paying for and it's like intense like 10 days or whatever and it has to kind of be done by the end or we have to go back and like or do stuff at home or I don't know so it's been nice to just like yeah let it happen pretty like chill really. Do you normally have a sort of, um, I guess, formula for when it comes to songwriting or you sort of band that, that jams out an idea or does one of you come up with, with a song idea, maybe the music first and the lyrics and and with maybe whatever format you, you do use, do you find that maybe that's changed and evolved because you don't have a set time in the studio, you can actually sit down and, and work on ideas with, with a new process style? Uh, definitely. I think the way it's always seemed to work for the most part is like, um, or historically, like I'll get an idea randomly, uh, run to my voice memos app, record like me going, and then interpret that later and then work out as a lot of us. I never know how he goes back and interprets it, but it works. (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah. So like, that's how we usually do it. And we usually like smash it out in a rehearsal room i guess this time was quite different because phoebe's had her own (laughs) (laughs) and uh like you've been playing more guitar and so half the songs are like based on that and then we've just kind of been exchanging back and forth like little bits and pieces and then slowly building it into a thing i guess one of the songs is even i found an old like logic file of some electronic music that me and um, my friend Dean, who used to play in Doe, made. And we it was this weird little thing. And that's literally the title track of the record. <laughs> it's we just like <laughs> took off the electric drums and then put like Phoebe's actual drums on it. Yeah. And um, like re-recorded it and made it work for us. It was quite cool that like I had an electronic drum beat that I then put onto a normal drum beat. So it was kind of like trying to yeah. be a robot a bit more. <laughs> it felt quite like craft worky. <laughs> um but that was quite cool that was that was yeah I like that song (laughs) I guess like the main difference is that we had none of the additional instruments worked out in advance so we like practiced to the point where we knew our drums and guitar parts and we like knew the vocal melodies and stuff like we had a vague idea of the song but when we were writing the bass and keyboard parts which there's loads of on this record 
um we were just kind of like figuring it out as we went and keeping it flexible which we would have never been able to do in a normal studio environment yeah do you ever find that um sort of you saying that you had that that idea with your friend that you've you've brought back and with the changes in the dynamics of of how you're recording do you ever find that you've got like a load of song ideas that you maybe shelf that you go back to and use later on or are you the sort of band that once you've had an idea if it doesn't work out you're probably never going to see that ever again probably the latter i think <laughs> yeah sometimes i put things that sometimes we have ideas that are like they feel like they don't fit on the record and i'll put it to one side and be like this is for the next record and like wait way out which is the i guess the most popular song of our last album was one of those where we i wrote it during the first album but it was like this is for the next one um and we had one the opening track on the new record was one that felt like it didn't necessarily fit on this record while we were writing it and i was like this is for the next one but then it was like actually why can't it be on this one like why can't this one be just whatever came out at the time i guess so then like the kind of the whole thing was formed by that if you know what i mean like it all kind of came together and it fits really well but usually like I'm, I'm i'm one that puts songs aside for later with intent as opposed to like putting songs aside because they don't work because if they don't work i probably yeah. won't see them again i never even thought about that like i didn't even know that way out was like written during our first album yeah the voicemail was called arcade fire and i don't know why sorry i'm back <laughs> <laughs> i'm loving it <laughs> going back to the the new record is it much of uh, much the same as what's done before? I mean, Happy Accidents have a... They've got a pretty distinct sound. They're quite a sort of boppy, indie kind of punk band. So I put you in. I don't know whether you you agree with that at all. When when you are when you were maybe writing the new album, do you kind of slip into a, a formulaic style of we, we need to sound like ourselves? Or do, uh, do you find that you've sort of pushed it a bit further with the new record? I think it's definitely... For us, I'm, it's very different. I don't think in the scheme of music, it's particularly different. Like it's still it's still regular music. There's no, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for us, uh, I, I think this because it was just the two of us, and because we we've been listening to such different stuff too. I think that we have been listening to in the past. It was like a a bit more of a decision to kind of allow things to be a bit slower. And to really build like textures and kind of focus more on like synths and keyboards and stuff like that and be like less, I guess less punk, but there's still like, there's still rocky bits, if you know what I mean. Like I wouldn't say it's like, we're not, we've not turned into Beach House or Craftwork. <laughs> um, not quite yet. No, but it's a, this, yeah, it's kind of definitely new territory for us and i don't know if necessarily that's where we're gonna definitely go in the future but it's nice to be able to like dip your toes for different projects if you know what i mean yeah i mean you don't want to completely get pigeonholed into doing the same thing all the time or at some point it is going to feel a bit stale from from a writing perspective yeah and i think also like doing the recording and the releasing ourselves means that like this album is doesn't have to be a definitive thing that we're gonna tour for the next two or 
three years because we need to sell all this vinyl because somebody else has paid for it and we need to recoup their balance. <laughs> it's like, it's just, this is our album right now. And then we'll figure out how, like what the next one's going to sound like pretty soon. And it's exciting. Like it doesn't, it feels like it takes the pressure off it. It makes it more of a, like a creative thing. Yeah, I totally agree. Before we finish, I'd kind of decided a while back to, to start a wee sort of gimmicky thing at the end of these podcasts. And I started it with um, with Catherine from Fresh. And I've decided to start making up rumours about people and and ask why you why, why you believe in these things. Why, why, why would you do this to the world? So I was kind of thinking that the rumour I give you is like, I heard through the grapevine that you, Rich, and Phoebe believe that trees were actually conceived like by an army of squirrels sort of before before humankind before we took over oh, everything wait, that's like the squirrels the created trees just to fuck with us maybe they created them because they planted them yeah Whoa. but you know what why would you believe such a ludicrous thing i just don't I understand believe, it. I believe it thing i mean the truth's right there in front of you phil it's bloody obvious <laughs> they clearly that's why they have little axes and seed pouches around their necks all the time because they are always planting trees because they're tricky squirrels <laughs> there's one in our garden we call him mr squeaky that is true that's correct <laughs> i haven't seen what, him the tree or the <laughs> um it, it is mr squeaky is a squirrel <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great thank you for playing along with we're, we're a cool band <laughs> <laughs> on that note uh, I think that's about us uh, when when can we expect the new album is that next week and where where can people listen to it buy it etc Friday baby yeah it's out on Friday um, you can get it at all the regular digital places wherever you listen to music <laughs> and is there, is there a physical release coming up probably after lockdown i presume yeah so um we we really want to do physicals although the fact that we can't tour and potentially sell them made the whole process feel a little bit extravagant so what we're going to do is i think put out the record see how it goes (laughs) 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 and then if it looks like people like it we'll put out physicals Hey, it's new territory. It's fine. I I will buy a record as soon as you decide to put it out. Oh, thank you. One, to hear it on Friday. one down. <laughs> yes. You've got one sale in the bag. That's <laughs> <down>. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you so much to Phoebe and Rich for joining me on the podcast. I had a great time doing that one. They are such lovely people. I love them to bits. We were meant to be having a happy accident show um, in Glasgow. In the next couple of months, unfortunately, due to lockdown, that is no longer happening. But hey, once lockdown's over, we'll have them back to Glasgow and it's going to be lovely. They are great. Check out their new album, Sprawling. Came out today. It's really great stuff. Physical releases will be coming later on down the line. But please, please go and listen. They are. They're a great band and they will bring a smile to your face. They're lovely. If you want to like, subscribe, follow, you can do all that. We're on all the podcast streaming services. Google. Uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all the big names, all the big names. And of course, if you wish to donate some money to help me buy some audio equipment, you can do. There's a PayPal link in the bio right underneath. So, yeah, thank you for listening. 
Let's do this again sometime, huh? Bye-bye.